Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's brimful of Asher. A brimful of Asher? Yeah, I don't know why it's called that. A brimful of Asher on the 45. On the 45. Is that how when Americans say on the 45 it is often a highway? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Brimful of Asher on the 45 and it's a brimful of Asher on the 45. Because a 45... Brimful of Asher on the 45. Because a 45 is also a type of pistol or caliber. It's true. It is also a number. So, okay. So either... Shall I look up what Brimful of Asher means? Yes. Because either it's something to do with a gun or a highway, both of which are very American objects. Um, and the, Asher, there's a brimful of it. Yeah, so it's that, presumably... That sounds, very, ca- that sounds very English to me, a brim. To the, it's, it's Asher's full to a, the brim. A brimful. Yeah. Yeah. A brimful sounds like a measurement for a Victorian beer. Ah, well, it's by British alternative rock band Corner Shop. Oh, yes. 1997. Chronoshop. Yes. Any meaning. Is it just gibberish? And then the chorus is like... This song is based on the history of film culture in India. What? Since their beginnings, Indian films have relied heavily on song and dance numbers. The singing is almost... Mm, wait a sec. So, Asha Bosle, Bosle, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a playback singer who's sung over 12,000 songs and is referred to as Sadi Rani, Punjabi for Our Queen. Right. What, what a brimful of Asha means, I'm not sure. Loads of her singing. Yeah. On the 45. Is a 45 a vinyl thing? Ah, that might be it, yes. Is it a measurement of vinyl, too? Yes. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to this. No. We look for profundity, and we find it not. Uh, how are your poo years resolutions going, Phil? <laughs> your poo, your, your, poo, poo year. your poo years resolutions. <laughs> uh, my poo years resolutions are... Um, Going all right. Yeah. Um, um, cutting down on phone use. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and uh, just trying to maintain uh, better mental health. Yes. And trying to be kinder to myself. Trying to be, let myself uh, um, off the hook for certain things. Yeah. So, watch out, world. <laughs> I'm going to be doing some horrible stuff. Phil, Phil's going to be letting himself loose at long last. <laughs> Just arms, just helicoptering down the street. (laughs) (laughs) This is self-care. You have to support me. (laughs) Self-care is me kicking your fucking ass. (laughs) I I came here to kick ass and to forgive myself. And I'm all done forgiving myself. (laughs) (laughs) How about your uh, Puyas Resolutions? My Puyas Resolutions? Them, uh, I'm still uh, too fat 
but that's fine. I don't mean to I don't mean to trigger anyone with dieting and fatness and non fat whatever, you know what I mean. I don't I'm not trying to fuck with you listeners. I just <laughs> I just have I a, am. Well, Phil and, is, but and I don't need your forgiveness because I forgive me. Exactly, and I am God. <laughs> That's right. I, I am my own God, and I can forgive my actions whenever I so choose. That's what the therapist said. I am God the now. The therapist said, you're God now. I'm sure that's what they said. I'm, I'm almost certain that's what they said. And then they <laughs> handed me a gold notebook to write down my enemies' names in. Um, yes, so uh, I, over the course of being the tour support for Frankie McSkinner and Christmas, my, the, my jeans are tight. Is Frank Skinner fattening you up? I think he's in fa- his oven? Fattening, me, fattening me up for the pot. Ooh, yummy, yummy. Um, Just chopping in carrots like uh, Bugs yes. Bunny? Yes, 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 exactly. Dicing incredible cartoon vegetables that look more appetizing than any real vegetable ever will, <laughs> inevitably. It's funny, it's funny to think the first recipe we all learn is rabbit stew. that's strange yeah and 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 the rabbit takes a bath and for a while he'll think it's a bath but eventually he'll realize he'll smell himself and realize that he's delicious he's delicious he'll taste his own bath water which is for some reason not disgusting in this context yeah just the idea of of throwing in an unskinned live (laughs) rabbit fur and all just poo and intestines bubbling out (laughs) horrible it'd be like a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark (laughs) face melts off Grizzly. So anyway, the point is, I got all fat because yeah. I ate over Christmas like Henry the Eight. Yeah, you know, in between killing wives, I was just. That's why he was called Henry the Eight. Henry the Eight, like Mickey the Rat <laughs> and Henry the Eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, super fat, and so I'm trying to cope with that, and I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, it's it's very su- it's in fact. It will already have started the day this comes out, but I'm very much looking forward to doing the support for Frank Skinner in the West End. Yes, I'm going to the opening night. Yes, please. Um, so in the West End, uh, I will be there at the Garrick Theatre, opening for Frank Skinner from the 13th of janvier all the way all to the... All the th- darlings of Tinseltown will descend for one night at the Garrick Theatre in That's London. Right. In London's glittering West End. Um, <laughs> until, I think, the 15th of February. So it's all it's all go, and it's quite rare for us comedians to have a schedule like a scheduled gig in the same place every night. Yeah, how many? How long are you there for? Five weeks. Five weeks with no Sundays, but Monday <gasps> to Saturday for five weeks. No, so, yeah, 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 really? Yeah. Oh yeah, my boy. days! So I'm gonna be I'm gonna become a real uh, Soho lounge lizard. Goodness me! I'm gonna be walking around saying, "This is my kind of town. London is." <laughs> gonna they be- call him the king of Soho. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if at any point during any time in Soho Square or perhaps in one of the nearby bars you feel the need for a cigarette, he'll be the first one to light it for you. Exactly. Is that, P- is that Pierre swinging a cane down? <laughs> <laughs> Being handed fruit by grateful <laughs> market stall owners. Absolutely. Uh, so that's going to be good. And I'm, here's my thinking, Phil. I'm going to. Because I know that's what I'm doing in the evening. I can be like a wake up, gym, do stuff, projects. Wake up, get out of bed. Exactly. Got McSkinner on his head. Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. go and do that. And then like, I've actually got a structured day. I'm living like an actual person. Yeah. For five whole weeks. What a joy. Or yeah. hopefully not a prison. <laughs> prison. Maybe I'll become insane because I'm so not used to having well, a schedule. From what I've heard of jobs, mm. they're rarely a tool for liberation. No, but they are good for your health. 
Is it? Yeah, well, structure and food. Yeah, and routine. And if, if you have the time to make yourself an enormous fattening stew, then you will, I've learned. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you're just busy and enough that you don't lounge around and... But you are still lounging for the vast majority of the day. But that's what I mean. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it so that I, I use the, sh- the, 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 the structure of that gig every night, right, to kickstart a bigger fire of, of, of life schedules. Okay. So it'll be like, right now I've got a structured life because normally I get into a good pattern of living for three or four days, and then I go, oh, for no reason now you have a gig in, uh, you know, f- f- fucking uh, Carlisle. Mm. You go, right, well, that's fucked today and tomorrow. Sure. Because it's like a six-hour train and a thing and overnight and blah, blah, blah. And it just fucks up your whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're constantly having a routine that's been poked with a stick and fucked with by random gigs. Um, so maybe, just maybe. For yeah. These five weeks can become transformative. You agree? On the last night of the show, you just tanked. You're ripped. <laughs> Have you guys ever noticed? Your act becomes like a, an oldie Victorian strongman act. Hop ho! And just yeah. you doing backflips and lifting the mic stand. I'm doing puns about the objects that I'm tearing in half ah, or yes. bending. Yeah. So I, I'm just still trying to hope that people know what a phone book is. <laughs> So that when I rip the one in half with my bare hands, it's still impressive. Then it's going, why have you got that big book? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So that's the theory anyway. But yeah, so generally my Puyas Rezapushits is to get healthier. And and mental health is always on the table, um, as some of our listeners will know, like you've said, for you and for me as well, trying to keep sane. Keep sane. Keep saying in the man's brains. Uh, keep saying in the men's brains, which uh, reminds me, I will also soon be a guest. I when is that happening? Maybe it's uh, anyway. Keep an eye out, listeners, for the fantastic uh, podcast, Rich Wilson's podcast, Insane in the Men Brain, mm-hmm. which is a men as in male yep. men brain. Uh, I'm going to be a guest on that. Great. Uh, at some point over the next month, he said, not being able to check his phone. Uh, so I will be on that, and there's loads of cool episodes. The one with James Acaster just came out the other day. Oh, yeah. Which is very good. He talks about stuff very honestly, old James. Um, Jacob Hawley's one's really nice. Yeah. Have a little taste, listeners. He's a part of the Acast family. Yes. One of our yes. stable mates. Um, my uh, Rezapushits. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, go- they're going fine. They're go- I-, I never used to bother them before, because they never come to anything, really, usually. No. No, it's often a, a failure excuse. All usually, what a New Year's resolution is is, what are you going to do for the first week of January? <laughs> That's what the question really. Is. Or it's a, how will you feel bad now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I saw someone saying that, that New Year's resolutions are quite funny because they're often ways to make life harder. And it's always like, right. wow, life's been really hard the past year, and I think I'm going to have to come up with some new ways. <laughs> To have a bad time. I know what'll fix it if I give myself more challenges. Yeah, if I have more restrictions that only I'm in charge of, uh, and higher bars, I think I think that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, my new new Puya's resolutions is to finally get to the end of our correspondence. Hey, it's correspondence, right? Let's go jingle. Ring, ring. Letters, Keep emails, emails, emails phone Correspondence. Okay, that was the jingle. Uh, let's have a little look at some emails. 
from some females and males and anyone else. It doesn't matter. We just wanted to say hello. We just need to fill the time. <laughs> um, good morning, body pumps. Body pumps? That's funny. Yeah. What is that, like a half rhyme? What does that count as? Body- well, good morning, body pumps. Body pumps, yeah. Because it's not like a rhyme at all, is it? Pod buds, like it's in there. Body pumps. Body pumps. Oh, God, I, didn't, I didn't even make that connection. It's just a completely it's, random. It's also farts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a lot going on, Phil. Okay, no, yeah, it's was, it was a lot more it's like nuanced a magi- than I give him credit uh, it's for. It's like a magic eye picture. <laughs> yes. Good morning, buddy pumps. Having the misfortune of walking to work through central London each day, I have no... <laughs> <laughs> Such a great way to start. <laughs> Just to fight your way through the crowds of fucking school kids and yeah. confused old people who look at the sky. Seeing school children on their own on the tube was something that took me years to get used to seeing. It's such yeah. a strange thing to see. A school child. Oh, you mean like on, a, a London school trans- kid? Yeah. Yeah, and they're just on like, their own. Yeah, in the uniform, and they're just, they're like 10, and they're like, I'm going to school. Like, Are you? <laughs> Here on the train? <laughs> well, they just trust you to get there. You're going to get trafficked, you little shit. It's I'll mad, traffic you to prove I'll, a point. I'll traffic you just to teach <laughs> your mum a lesson. Where do you want to be trafficked? <laughs> <laughs> Having the misfortune of walking to work through central London each day, I've noticed an infuriating contender for most uncool, cool thing. Okay, always always ready to hear this. Riding a bicycle without holding the handlebars. Ah, oh, yes! Mm, 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 mm. Yes, it is inherently skillful to cycle without the use of your hands, but also, you smug prick. Also dangerous, it I It is dangerous. Say. You're putting everyone else at, at risk. Someone, el- someone else could swerve to avoid you and kill someone on the pavement with their car because you want to cycle like a Cossack riding a horse during some kind of Russian cavalry <laughs> display. You fucking asshole. And it's not like... I mean, it's not uh, more comfortable. It's not... It doesn't give you more control. It is only for the look. Yes, and it's, and it's only because you're bored of riding your bike safely. Yeah. You're bored of that, apparently. So much so that you're, you're, you're okay putting yourself and others at risk yeah. if it means you can be less bored for a little bit. It's, it's, it's one micro measurement below riding your bike just on the pavement, mm-hmm. which I fucking hate as well. Cause it's, I always want to shout, that's a road vehicle! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever someone does that. Yeah. But it's, I never do, because I'm a coward! What I do is I just don't get out of the way. Oh, yeah. And so I just wait for them to either cycle into me, which they never do, or they just stop and have to get off their bike and walk around <laughs> you. Because they're never very fast on the pavement. It's quite rare that they've really managed to pick up any speed. They're yeah. doing that kind of S-shaped, I'm a dickhead <laughs> cycling in an S. I'm about to lose my balance, uh, I'm never quite fast enough to be on my bike because I'm not where I should be. And so as a result, I'm confident that I would win the fight between bike and, and flesh. Bike and meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't look like a good man to... When wheel meets meat. <laughs> what will happen when wheel meets meat? Yeah, and I think I just generally don't look like a good guy to cycle into. No. My, my, my face when I'm walking around town is one of, of real fury. <laughs> which I know, I've been told. A real Furrowed like... brow and bushy lip. <laughs> yes. I think, I think I avoid a lot of shit on the high street and in life because people look at me and think, Whatever I'm about to do to this man, it's the latest in a long line of, of uh, <laughs> offences. And it may well be the one that causes him to really snap. Yeah, I look yeah, like I've already yeah. had shit that day. Yeah. Like, oh, he's had his breakfast of crap. He's had his, you know. Whereas I appear to be wearing a t-shirt that says, ask me anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I get asked for a lot is directions. 
Okay. And people seem to think that guy has... Well, because you can see further. I don't know if maybe you've made this joke already. I think so. Yeah. I'm like a little lighthouse. <laughs> um, yes, that's all for now. Keep up the great work. Okay, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Fat. Yeah, that, that is a good um, coolest uncool. I, um, I, I, I recognize the coolest uncool. It was when I was in China. And we went to a lot of them. There's a lot of them in China. Mm. It's the... Um, spinning tower restaurant it's a spinning oh, restaurant on the top of a tower yes 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 it rotates they say yeah yeah in china every city has one right and we went to like two so they've all gone like because so many of the skyscrapers are in the last 25 years they've all just gone you know it would be cool <laughs> a spinning restaurant yeah, you can see everything and when you're in them especially one of those pretty big you were like bloody hell the whole thing's like you look down the floor and there's basically an outer bit that spins and a center bit that doesn't. And yeah. You can see you see the outer bit slowly move away from the inner bit. You know? And yeah, part of the feeling is like oh, but the other feeling is like oh, this is great. And you you get to see the whole town, city. Yeah. Um, and while you're getting breakfast buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you time it right, you can go to the bit of the buffet you want, and then by the time you've picked your food up, your tables just scooting past you <laughs> so you just <laughs> you just step out onto the rotating part and you're at the table That's a oh a man could train for months <laughs> in that facility but it all it is also like the lamest sort of russian oligarch thing yeah to care about doing yeah it's a it's a thing that like a, a, a man with loads of rings on his fingers yeah. says, behold and like one of those t-shirts that has Gucci on it, really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are those guys? Where are they getting those shirts from? Yeah. Gucci, I guess. And also, you know that the shirts are ninety pounds. <laughs> you just think, but it is a t-shirt, isn't it? It is a t-shirt, and it's not only that—the ugliest t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. And I know you've paid up to two hundred pounds for it. Yeah, I, d- I don't get it. It's it's such a. It's it's the money equivalent of just having your dick measurement written all over your pants. And it's not very long. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like. Five inches. It's, it's written everywhere. Yeah, or or it's like it's like. Sorry to anyone who's smaller than that. It's uh, fine, but that is the number I arrived at, and I think it works. Um, also, oh no! In fact, it's like it's like having something like that written all over your pants, but in brackets. Also, I'm very I'm very bad conversation. Yeah, I'm really dull, and you would not want to hang out with me socially. I'm a vacuous leech. Yeah. Um, I'll start a fight in the VIP section of a bad nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send back the champagne because I feel like sending it back and causing a ruckus because I'm empty. Uh, Unlike that champagne. Awful. <laughs> terrible, terrible. But yeah, anyway. so that's, that's my coolest uncle, the, the, the spinning restaurant. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do I have a coolest uncool? Um, hmm, maybe like... Uh, A lot of Christmas traditions are quite uncool. Right. Like, it's lame. Like, it's like parlor games. Yeah. Elabor- elaborate Christmas traditions, maybe. Are cool. Un- I think, actually, going by my routine restaurant, that's the uncoolest cool thing. Yeah, because it's still so pretty good. Yeah, so that's uncoolest cool. This is a... Coolest uncool thing. Right. Because you're like, wow, it's like, you know, you've put really loads of thought into these games and like you all play them as a family and you have traditions and stuff. Like, oh, that's pretty cool, but it's still lame. It is lame. But then we're all at the age now where people are posting all that on social media as a point of pride. Like, yes. look at how fun my family is and look at how we, traditional our Christmas setup is. We have is fun together. We yeah. have fun together. Yeah. Which I, to be fair, I mean, Fern, who was on this podcast, thinks that I'm a freak because I'm a comedian, but I, just, I get on perfectly well with my parents. 
Oh, right. Yes. I have no issues with him. We'd hang out. It's she fine. wants to think that's a comedian thing, but it's not. It's her thing. It's not it's her that's thing. The thing. That's the truth about a lot of Fern's <laughs> issues. She tries to blame it on something more romantic than just her own flaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always tempting. It's always to go, ah, like a lot of comedians, I can't stop uh, masturbating. It's like, well, no, hang on. What? Yeah, yeah. No, that's tempting, though, isn't it? I understand why. Anyway, uh, Katie gets in touch. Katie, aren't you greaty? Well, she, the, the subject line is very funny to this. It is, uh, the shame in Spain falls mainly in my brain. It's very good. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Already I must hear the story. Yeah. She says, greetings, PWPN. Yep. And then open brackets, podcasters wrangling poopy narratives. <laughs> That's good. Very nice. It also sounds like an American news channel. You're, well, you're watching PWPN. This is the news at 9 o'clock on PWPN <laughs> with head newscaster Philip Wang. Good morning, uh, the president today. Anyway, greetings, PWPN. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for making such a funny and thought-provoking podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it provokes thoughts of a kind. It provokes <laughs> the thought, why am I listening to this, maybe? <laughs> or, or, or just about, about my own anus. <laughs> think about your own bum. I'm a proud founding farter of the podcast. Oh, yes, great. Yes, founding farter. But it's taken me ages to send you this email because I've been struggling with the cool, uncool, uncool, cool paradigm of writing into a podcast and the hope your letter gets read out. Yeah, but is. in the end, I decided it was worth the Louis anyway. Because really, caring about being cool is the most uncool thing a person can do. Exactly. That's mm. the ultimate lesson of coolest uncool. Yes, it is. You have reached nirvana. Congrats. The apple has fallen on your head. Yeah. Wait, that, that's not it. No, Buddha sat under a tree. A Bodhi tree. A Bodhi tree. That's mm. how we got the name yeah, Bodhi. Bodhi. Bodhi, Bodhi, oh, Bodhi boy. <laughs> um, I'm British, but have been living in Spain for almost two years, working as an English teacher and 360 virtual reality travel vlogger. What? 360? Vir- oh, so like she goes around filming in the 360 camera so people can follow her yeah. and interact and like look around. Uh, I see. I guess it must be it. Like a walking uh, Google Street View van. Yes. Pro- Probably. Sure, cool. Anyway, being a lover of languages, I have rebelled against the stereotype, and I actually spend some of my time here speaking Spanish. Mm. My Spanish is actually pretty okay, thank you. Not tribian, sehr gut. My Spanish is actually pretty okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) But nevertheless, I always feel a slight panic whenever someone speaks to me out of the blue about something I haven't prepared for. Out of the sacred blue? Out of the... the Azul. Is that it? Yes. Like azure? Yes. Ah... Exactly. I can do it too. He can do it. Walking around listening to your podcast helps keep interactions to a minimum. Good, good. <laughs> but only on a Wednesday. That's true. I usually struggle to make my nervous brain understand what they're saying while I smile and nod and hope they go away. I can't help the self-conscious feeling I get when this happens. And thanks to your podcast, it's become even worse. <laughs> <laughs> because, you see, my default response to pretty much anything anyone says to me is, uh, Vale, gracias. Pronounced vale, 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 gracias, vale, gracias. gracias. Which a few months ago I realized in horror directly translates to okay. Thank you. <laughs> but I can't stop, and so now on top of the look of befuddlement, ever-growing film of sweat on my brow, and string of incomprehensible words spluttered in response, I walk away from most conversations with a weird smirk on my face, as I've realized, as I realize I've ended yet another encounter with the bird pod phrase of shame. So gracias for adding that weirdness to the already Louisful task of speaking Spanish. Louisful. Uh, keep up the King excellent Louis. King... <laughs> keep up the excellent work, lads, and thanks the for the 14th. laxer recommendation. The Asian oh, yeah. the Asian food game isn't strong in Valencia. 
which no. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. I, I once had Chinese food in, oh, where it was in Snosserville. Somewhere in Spain. I can't quite remember the town. Mm. But it was... I mean, MSG poisoning is a myth and it isn't real. But I had Chinese food in Spain that caused me to wake up later on in the night uh, having lost sight in one eye. Fucking hell. <laughs> I was blind in an eye for about half an hour. The saltiest... It's, you salted your eye out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I swear to God, I woke up and I, I, one eye was just gone. Fucking just blank. hell. And I just sat there for half an hour going, I've lost an eye. Did you drink water? I must. I must. Yeah. Surely. I was absolutely parched, and eventually sort of fizzled back. <laughs> back on. The, Christ. Fizzled back on, but yeah, I was terrified. I Asian people don't move to Spain. No. Doesn't seem like it, does it? No. Why is that? Who moves to Spain? Spanish it seems. Not Spanish people there. English people move to Spain. Mm. South American and Central American people probably move to Spain. Yes. Moroccans and Algerians and stuff they across the water maybe they move to Spain but that's it really yeah that's true whereas the UK who moves to the UK the entire Commonwealth and Europe kind of everyone yeah because it's great we're great it's a nice place it's to live it's a nice place to be you can come as an Italian <laughs> immigrant and you fit right in with your Cockney accent <laughs> uh, and uh, she ends with sigue uh, haciendose una baja uh, let me guess what I mean. Um, sign my door, you Clementine. Yeah, I think so. That's what it says. Okay. So I assume you're right. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The shame in Spain falls mainly in my brain. By George, I think she's got it. The rain. Oh, no, it's not rain. It's a uh, shame. The shame in Spain falls mainly on my brain. By George, I think she's got it. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
Right. Um, so Richard gets in touch. Um, uh, nothing rhymes with Richard. Famously. Yeah. Pritchard. It's, but that's just another name. Pilchard. That doesn't rhyme. Fit shirt. Fit shirt. Why doesn't Richard? Pilchard? Pilchard rhymes. Pilchard. Yeah, Richard. it's a fish. But it's Richard Pilchard. Mm. I think fit shirt is better than uh, Pitchard. Pitchard, as yeah. in you've put something in a picture. Yeah. Okay. That could be a new verb. Um, recently pictured Richard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Hey, Bud Spoders. I uh, just thought I'd share a poo-tail with you. The year was 1989. <laughs> the venue was an old ferry that was used as the base for a week-long sailing course that my parents decided to send me on. About a hundred or so teenage children uh, slept and ate aboard this rusting old hulk, moored somewhere in the estuary near Salcombe. One day, I required to go number twos. I entered the cubicle and for some reason that decided that today was the day I was going to try something new. Instead of cleaning and or placing a few sheets of bog roll on the inevitably filthy loose seat, which would be my usual course of action, I opted to climb onto the seat, squatted, uh, and proceeded to poop. Asian style. Asian style on the seat. I finished up, hopped down, and turned to flush. However, the poo I had done had not gone swimming. <laughs> Instead, it had rested itself slap bang center at the back of the seat. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like a perfect Mr. Whippy ice cream. Oh, wow. Like an, a poo emoji. Yeah, he says, complete with a nice little floppy peak. <laughs> Horrible. Wow. In fact, thinking about it, it looked just like a poo emoji, but without the face. I must have been gently gyrating as I strained to give it the whippiness. <laughs> Did he do that little pull at the end to really give it the just peak? After removing his just bum around. I decided it was just too perfect to remove, and so I left it there. Wow. Okay. Where's well, the 80s? <laughs> it was acceptable in the 80s The Summer of Pooh The Summer of Pooh, uh, 89 The Berlin Wall fell and this poo happened One of the kids on the course was a little fella called Pet okay. One of those kids who was just much smaller than everyone else And had ah. thick glasses And was just a bit of an oddball As no one spotted me leaving the scene of the crime I was now free to start a rumour That I had seen Pet leaving <laughs> <laughs> What a horrible man <laughs> <laughs> wow so confidently he strolled into the role of villain of the piece yes here. and also he so confidently identified one of life's natural victims <laughs> it's like oh he was really small and had glasses and was a bit weird so i thought well the universe hates this guy i'm just going to add to his entry with this fucking turd i've done also i just like imagining uh, Richard's sort of moment of realization as he's looking a bit scared at his own poo. Yeah. And he just goes, Ah, but of course. Pit. The boy. Pitt the younger shall we'll, take the fall for this. We'll blame the boy. So, yes, I was now free to start a rumor that I had seen Pitt leaving the toilet that contained Mr. Whippy. <laughs> the poo was then named the Pit Shit. Wow. And so it remained. I think we've got our first email from a bully. <laughs> I think this is our first bully a email. successful bully. He didn't, um, he didn't An seem... An accomplished bully. Well, so he didn't seem too bothered by it. I think he liked the attention. I think this is maybe the bullies retrospectively. Right. We're going to get an email in from Pitt from prison. <laughs> My life has been ruined ever since that day. Ever since people blame me for that whippy poo. Um, I did... 
uh, see the cleaners on the day they found the pitchet. They were wetting themselves and didn't bother cleaning it up. <laughs> <laughs> Will no one do anything about this <laughs> no. poo? Will no one rid me of this turbulent poo? <laughs> The poo remained in place all week. Hell, no. it could still be there now. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what a hellscape the 80s were. Yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't alive. Yeah. It turns out this sailing course was basically just a massive shag fest, but I think I was about a year too young as I saw no action. The girl I had been chatting up ended up being stolen by a bigger boy <laughs> who had chronic asthma and smoked about 40 Marlboro Reds a day. Still annoyed about that. Anyhow, that's my poo story. <laughs> Still annoyed about that. <laughs> I'm sure Pitt's probably a bit more annoyed <laughs> that he is accused he took of the fall for a whippy shed. <laughs> he took a dime. It was like a mafia thing. You're gonna take the credit for this weird shit, okay? Okay, kid. We'll That's take funny. care of your family. What's the image of the these cleaners? Are funny, just looking and going ah, ha, 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 and just walking away. It's a coiled up poo, and then just going. Well, I'm not going to disturb <laughs> this work of art. Well, it sounds like uh, a sort of victimless crime. From, mm. But the, the, but for how Richard has described it, I'd like to hear the story from Pitt and the cleaners. Yes, from Pitt's point of view, and also this mysterious lady who mm-hmm. Richard's. Uh, uh, desires. Maybe you, maybe you lost out on her because she thought, well, you know, it's not. I, I won't. I won't teenage shag someone who's been blaming Pitt for one of his weird shits again. Yeah, I need a man who's honest about his plops. I need a plop honest man. I need a plopper. <laughs> I need a plopper who says it when he does a big plop. <laughs> and it's gotta be long, and it's gotta be brown. <laughs> and it's got to be all over the shop. <laughs> oh God! Well, that was a good. That was a good email. That was a good email. Um, I think you yeah. are. I'm guessing one of life's villains. But yeah. you're one of life's cheerful villains. <laughs> but it is nice to hear you recount such an awful tale with such a plum such and good cheer. And good cheer. Yeah, you're a real Mr. Fezziwig when it comes to bullying Pitt the younger. <laughs> oh, I'll blame this on Pete. Wait, no one saw me leave. I'm, I'm free to blame this on the boy. I blame it on the boy. So funny. A real case of who smelt it, dealt it there. Uh, so Joe gets in touch. Joe, how do you go? Uh, hello, Bud Pod. I've been listening since seeing Pierre at the Fringe this year, and I've been spreading the good word, Bud Pod, ever since. Thank you, Joe. Nice. One of our good vicars there. <laughs> Joe. Uh, proselytizers. Uh, I recently saw something on Twitter from someone I follow through a mutual love of NFL. Okay. I have since unfollowed. But I feel it might be worth discussing on Bud Pod. I've attached a screen grab, but the person in question is looking for motivational quotes to hang above their toilet. <laughs> My suggestion. Squeeze that shit out, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep jacking at Joe. That was really funny. That, that would be good. See, that I could get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An enormous carved wooden sign saying, squeeze that shit out, you dirty bastard, in cursive. Instead of love lives here. Well, in the toilet. What are you doing? <laughs> you have to flush the love. So the tweet, the wording of the tweet was, okay, people. That's annoying. Oh, hive mind. Hey, hive mind, I'm in you. <laughs> Awful. Okay, people. I'm looking to get an inspirational slash motivational. Don't get them confused. Don't get those confused. I'm looking to get an inspirational slash motivational quote framed and put in my bathroom. It needs to be a reminder to love myself. 
<laughs> to be confident and not afraid. Wow. Anyone know of a, any good quotes? Do you think you might be able to come up with your own there, pal? Because <laughs> it seems you have all the uh, constituent parts. Why don't you just write the sentence you just said? <laughs> be confident, don't be afraid. Love yourself. The temptation... I mean, to... that, that, what he said right. there is more inspiring than most of those curly cursive quotes on Instagram. Because it gets to the point, it's blunt, it's honest, yes, and it's clear. Yes. What he's saying is, can, I f- can anyone recommend a couple of sentences that says this, but in an obscured and effective way? Yes. Can anyone find a needlessly fluffy goo-goo way to say this? Mm. Is what he's requesting, <laughs> and I don't respect that at all. Also, this was an NFL player, was it? No, no, they both liked NFL. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, also, when someone says, "Does anyone have any good quotes about whatever?" the temptation to reply with misattributed Hitler quotes <laughs> is so <laughs> high, <laughs> and just to write out something Hitler said and put it like Mahatma Gandhi or Miley Cyrus or whatever. That that was going around for a while. That meme of people writing quotes from Mein Kampf with Miley Cyrus underneath, and loads of teenage girls being like, "Yeah, that's, that's great." That and is funny. That, that is, very is funny. It's very funny. It is funny. The trouble is that that's funny. That's the trouble. That's the trouble with it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff. I it's starting to become almost like a fetish for me that a lot of my favorite private laughs are problematic. Your private? I think that's in the things you find funny in private. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like my biggest ones. And it's not, it's not like because th- so many things are problematic, it's added a real layer of kink to me just laughing at an otherwise pathetic joke. <laughs> like something as immature as putting Hitler quotes attributed to Miley Cyrus on motivational posters. Yeah. That's not, you know. But yeah, now. I, we should be, yeah, we should expect more than that. We should be better than that. But now well, it's like a hundred times funnier because I know how bad it is. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so naughty. Oh, naughty. Naughty. Can't Slice blame this on rest. Pitt. Pitt, come here. I've got a tweet I need to blame on you. <laughs> Cancel Pitt. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. Well, yeah, we should do some more tat attack in a bit, actually. Because we've been sent... Thank you very much, listeners, for so much festive tat. Festive tat. The, the Twitter account has been blowing up. It's the most tattiest time of the year. Mm. Um, Murfin gets in touch. Murfin? I think it might be Murfin from who I met in the airport. Ah, uh, yes. My fan, Murfin. Murfin. He, sound, he sounds magical. He sounds like he has magical Murfin powers. the magical. Yeah, magical. It's close Murfin. to Merlin. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Um... Gather round, but plug up your nose, he says. Gather round, but plug up your nose. This story is a proper bum bum one. Okay. My name is Murfin. When I was 20 years old, five years ago. He's 25 now. (gasps) Maths. I was working as a shop fitter. We were doing a night shift not so far from home in Dundee. I'm from Arbroath. Now, this was around the time I'd started eating meat. I had been a vegetarian since then. Since then? Up to then. Up to then. Or whatever. We were about halfway through the shift when I started feeling a bit odd. There was a build-up in the stomach of unknown meats. I thought I'd try and wait it out to see if it would pass. It fucking didn't. Well, it would eventually, I suppose. In the place, uh, in the place there was three separate doors with three separate codes to get through. And after asking one of the girls who worked in the shop all three codes, I made my way to the toilet. I made uh, it through the first two coded doors, but I had forgotten the code for the third, (laughs) as I was running back very much touching cloth. Uh. Nature took its course, and I did indeed shit myself. Being in an unknown building, I didn't know where to go, and couldn't (laughs) go to the toilet, as I'd forgotten the code. I did what anyone would do. 
Three went, codes is a lot. <laughs> what is in your toilet? <laughs> a fucking ruby. Yeah, what kind of mission a, impossible? A bejeweled handle. Anyway, he says I did what anyone would do. I went back to the van. I cleaned myself with alcohol wipes. Take off the took off the very shitty boxes and wrapped them in plastic and put them in my bag, as I did want to not want to dispose of them in the bin. You know, like a normal person would. Um, also, I've been making my way through the podcast on my way to and from the gym, and I look like a right prick laughing all the time. Currently, episode twenty-eight. Very much keep jacking it. Get out, look for Android. Get out, look for Android. Yes, yeah, one of those automated email signatures. Oh. <laughs> I thought oh. I'd say it like you were saying it. Uh, right. <laughs> get out, look for Android. Sent my from my I thought iPhone. That was an, an order from him. Like, get out, look for Android. <laughs> get out and look for Android. It's, it's out there somewhere. It's a code. Yeah. Get out there, look for Android. Android. Who's Android? Android will help you. Go. <sighs> yeah, frustrating. Right, yeah. right about quarter. Who's about Android? Dong, dong, dong. Huh? And then you have to run from. Yeah, the... through the fire escape. Yeah. That's always about 15 minutes into the film, isn't it? Ruth gets in touch. Ruth! Have we had Ruth before? Maybe. I, I, yeah. only, only that Ruth is quite a rare name these days. I like it a lot, Ruth. I think it's a lovely name. There, aren't, well there, there aren't a surfeit of Ruths. It's true. Ruth. I, it's mm, such a lady. Ruth. So elegant, the name Ruth. It's biblical, I've isn't it? I've never realized how much I like the name Ruth. Biblical. Is it? Mm. Mm. For me, it's like uh, 20s New York. Ruth. Mm. Well. Anyway, that's one, those are my feelings on Ruth. Ruth says, hey, guys. Hi, Ruth. Hello. Long time listener, first time writing. Just saw this advert on the tube and hope it annoys you as much as it annoyed me. Visual tat. Uh, stay tuned for any personal horrific beach-based poo story when I come to terms with the w- incident myself. Oh, that's a chilling wow. warning. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, a, it's a it, taste. It's a picture of a, a shirt advert. Oh, yeah, on the underground tube. A Charles Tirrett advert. Oh, yeah. I get the post a lot. Yes, I do as well. Nothing feels as good as a proper shirt feels. Hmm. It's quite. It's almost so direct. It goes through the other side and becomes mystical again, doesn't it? Nothing feels as good as a proper shirt feels. Yeah, some things do. That's too direct, isn't it? Because that's almost too direct to be tat. But we're so used to indirect meandering sentences that that we read that as if it's supposed to have another meaning. Yeah. Whereas they're essentially going, "Our food is better than the other food." But that's sort of. I think they're onto something because I mean that kind of tagline now. Seems really grabs your attention. Amazing. There's something powerful and direct and uh, confident about just telling it like it is now. I think it'd be and using actual grammar. How powerful would it be if you had an advert where it's literally just, our food is good? I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. I'd be like, these guys know, know what they're doing. <laughs> You'd win a lot of advertising awards if it worked. Yeah. would be like, wow, you've changed the game. We're back to sincerity and directness. Yeah. It's like the 20s. Have you ever seen adverts from like the 20s? <laughs> Our soap is superior. <laughs> That's it. It's literally, there's no imagination in it at all. It's great. Everyone agrees. Jiminy's dog food won't kill your dog. The others will. Max gets in touch. Max power. Max email. Uh, dear Pierre and Phil. Uh, He says, I love the podcast. I'm a devout fan. Thank you. Despite the fact that it is the most difficult thing to recommend to friends. (laughs) This could be because I describe it as a podcast where two comedians talk about shitting and wanking for an hour at a time. 
again and again and again. We Um, don't do wanking, really. Yeah, we only we mix it up with a bit of wanking here and there, but we're quite shy about it, really. It's never visceral. No, no. We talk about. I don't think ever gets a laddie on here. No, we talk about wanks. Uh, is, that have wanks, happened. Is, is, is that a laddie thing to talk about wanking? Because it's sort of... It's sexual and masculine. I mean, if you're wanking a penis. Um, but there's something so pathetic about it. It's a bit pathetic. And also, men, if you're really masculine and laddie, you're not supposed to be open about. Yeah. It's a real bit gay to talk about anything like that. Or are yeah. we so far from that type of laddishness in media now that people have forgotten what we've avoided? People have forgotten the old ways. People have forgotten how bad things were, Phil. Have you forgotten the old gods? You troubled me with tales of this Greek carpenter. <laughs> this weak southern woodsman. Not like the old ways. Warrior's ways. <laughs> Warrior's ways. Warrior's ways. <laughs> Warrior's ways. <laughs> ways that would frighten your mother. Not delight an elderly man. <laughs> Take this back to your god king in Rome. That's every character from every medieval thing ever. Yeah, it's great. They're sort of general Game of Thrones feasting voice. Yeah, that's every sort of rebel king. Yes. Yes, yes, there. Ha! You wear your cloak like a woman. There's always some weird thing to the fashion at the time. I think George uh, from Daphne from your from Phil's sketch group first pointed that out to us when we were all at university together. You talk like this. Yeah. He saw some Shakespeare thing where it was Anthony Hopkins or something like that. Go, much feasting tonight. Sort of ridiculous. I've just been watching. I just finished watching the The Witcher on Netflix. Yes. which is a lot of fun, but there's a lot of that talk in, in yeah. The Witcher. It's great. It's really fun. Behold, he wears his gauntlets like a Sally. And you have to know that Sally is their word for like homosexual or something. It's all very vague. You drink ale like a Temerian, <laughs> but you fight like a Nilfgaardian. Ah, might you be a traveler? Or have you simply learnt our ways? <laughs> yeah, you slip into this as easily as I slip into my nightgown. Or my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and they always clink really, like, so that beer spills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. Cl- big clinks. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. There's Big. like a sort of warrior queen who tires of the courtly life. Yes, and yes. all that sort of. I love it. Oh my god. Oh, but um, uh, on a, on a quick side note. Oh, is that not loading anymore? It's not loading anymore. Uh, the uh, a guy on Instagram, Alex on Instagram, sent me another jazz musician. Oh yeah, Oti Bloomer. Oti Bloomer is that a bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oti Bloomer was the king of the pipes. <laughs> It reminded me of it because Big Clinks also sounds like it. Big Clinks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so... Uh, Big Clinks is maybe a bit more... It's closer to hip-hop, I'd say, than jazz. Big Clinks. Big Clinks, yes, yes. Early, like early hip-hop. Early yeah, hip-hop, yeah, when early, it's still early, a bit yeah. like, I like playing basketball. Let's just be nice to each other. Yeah. Uh, so Max says... Uh, I may just start describing it as violent absurd and see if that works. Yes, don't try and sell the podcast. Just say it's good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you'd sell this. It's one of those you recommend to someone and just go, "I won't um, say too much about it, but just uh, let me know what you think." Yeah, 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 yeah. I I won't say anything. Just try it. uh, Let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably been sent this already, but I had to make sure you'd seen it. We all know that the blue whale is the largest animal ever to have ever lived, but what of its bowel movements? I hear you ask. Mm. 
I do. Uh, now, the poo whale. as it turns out, they're enormous and have a breadcrumb-like consistency. Interesting. Uh, and they're bright yellow. Uh, for your viewing right. pleasure slash depraved curiosity, here's a short but informative video on the subject oh, that I please. came across in one of my strolls through the internet. Please! The jaunty faux reggae music is the sort of thing we should all be shitting to in this day and age. <laughs> uh, also, how long do you think they were following this poor whale before it finally defecated? If someone chased me with a camera and a helicopter, I'd never be able to get comfortable. <laughs> anyway, enjoy, and for the love of God, keep jacking it, Max. Thanks, Max. I'll try. Um, we might tweet the video, but I certainly want to put it on to hear this jaunty reggae music. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is jaunty. Even for reggae, that's jaunty. Can I see the poop? Uh, it's not pooing yet. Where's the poo? Four tons of krill a day. Yep. Oh, there it comes. Oh, my God. Right out the tail. Yeah. Wow, that is yellow. Bright yellow. It smells glowing. It's said to smell like dog poo. Oh, horrible. Yikes. What do they mean the consistency of breadcrumbs? They're in the sea. Breadcrumbs if they were in the sea or if they like weren't wet in the sea? breadcrumbs. You wouldn't want to swim through that. Consistency of breadcrumbs. You were telling me about that surfer who swam into a poo. Yeah. You wouldn't want to swim through the breadcrumb poo. At least you could, you'd see it coming though, something that yellow. It's quite an incredible. You could you could you could signal an airstrike with that kind of <laughs> that kind of dump. My word! <laughs> oh my god! There's so much correspondence, guys. We're so we're we're doing our best. We're so sick of it. <laughs> right. Uh, Victoria has sent us a tat attack. Oh, lovely tat attack. It's the cat's house. We just pay the mortgage. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, yes. Cat-tat. 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 Yeah. Cat-tat. Cat, like, dog-tat is really horrible as well. Yeah. But cat-tat is, you know, it's no better. Cat-tat has a special place in, in hell. Because it, it, the internet is so performatively obsessed with cats. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting thing, because the other day, uh, Ricky Gervais, the Golden Globes. Yeah. And I'm, we're approaching a point where performatively hating Ricky Gervais is as annoying as Ricky Gervais. I, oh, we're not there yet, are we? No, but we're approaching oh, it. Please tell me. He's, still more, still. he's still more annoying. Okay. But people who are like, oh, I can't wait for Ricky Gervais to do the thing he does all the time. Mm -hmm. So I can do a big thing about how much I think it's bad. Okay. It's tiring. It's like, sure. how, it's like how it used to be more funny and alternative to be annoyed by sports. Yeah, no, and now performative anti-sport rhetoric is more annoying. You're right, even than sports. Okay, so look, we're we're approaching the singularity, is what I'm saying. It could take a few more years, but we're on our way. Has he said something about stop bother, leave whales alone when they're trying to take a shit? Because he he likes his animals, doesn't he? Yeah, he's obsessed with animals and not people, which is people. a sign of a sociopath. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Excess. I don't trust anyone who has dogs like, are better than people. <laughs> Like, Those people. You go like, what, what, your slave. Dogs are better than your, you. Your slave that you keep in the house. <laughs> <laughs> your dog is better than you. I'll give you that. I'm in favor of pets. I like pets, but don't pretend that it's like a, that you, an equivalent. They're good by choice that, are, that they've gone to school and learned. Yeah. A dog's never done mortgage fraud. <laughs> Despite the many opportunities dogs have to do that. No, it's ridiculous. Any, I'm so suspicious of anyone with loads of empathy for animals and none for people. Mm, that yeah. really, something's... I don't like it at all. It just implies something so sinister. 
Um, Hitler was an animal lover, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think that says all <laughs> I need to say about that. The, we have a very, very long email from Barnabas. Long email from a long name. Well, this is, so here's the thing. Bar- Barnabas, I'm going to do my best to... to Your best tr- of us? To, I'm going to do my best of us. <laughs> Barnabas, I'm going to do my best of us to read a bus or email of us. Okay, but I can't promise you that we'll get through all of it because it, it, the, the, even his own subject line is, a very long email. Oh, no. It's so long. Uh, dear Phil IPA and Pierre Nod. Pa- I like that. Perno. Pierno. Pierno. Yes, I know it's shit, but I couldn't think of another pun. I should have just stuck with piece of This email has been a long time coming, hence it's a long one. So first, may I thank you for taking the time to read it. Uh, then he says some very nice things. Uh, he is in his first six weeks of uni. He's oh. a fresher. He's a fresh boy. Good on you, Barnabas. Join some societies. Societabus. Join a societabus, Barnabas, now that you're a freshabus <laughs> at Universibus. Um, um, doobie, I hope you've chosen the right syllabus. <laughs> yes, yes, use an abacus to count syllabi. Anyway, like all good podcasts, I found myself trying to shoehorn your various catchphrases into conversation. A particular favorite of mine is when I shouted, keep on jacking it to a historian who left the kitchen saying, well, I now need to go and bash it out over this essay. <laughs> Although it doesn't quite work. I couldn't resist the thought, uh, resist as I love the thought, sorry, of him handing in sticky jizz pages about the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> To his tutor. Um, while, whilst here suffering from Fresh's flu, oh, yeah. I have had my weirdest normal, most normal weird thought. Looking at the nasal spunk spaffed into the tissue you are holding. Wow. I can't decide whether this fall, where this falls on the Louis line of weirdness because it's definitely normal, like looking in your tissue. Yeah. But it's also undeniably weird. I certainly wouldn't want to be caught looking at the soil <laughs> paper. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hmm? What are you doing? Oh, um, nothing. Hmm? Oh, nothing. That's true. That's true. You don't want to like peering into this because you'd have to sort of peel it up. Oh, in here. <laughs> have a little peep. Well, you want to look, don't you? You, you have to look. to look. There could be blood in there. It you could be, be panicking. There could be a new friend. A hemorrhoid? A, hemor- a nose, 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 <laughs> a nose pile? I wouldn't want to be caught doing it. Um, but I do have uh, an immediate reaction of mild disgust when I see other people doing it. Perhaps it is more normal than weird, though, as it does make sense to keep track of what you're forcing out of your nose. Keep tracking it. Mm. I do have a coolest, uncool, uncoolest, cool, 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 cool thing, though, that I think he's, this, he's, he's, Barnabas is saying this is on the Louis line. Okay, bang on the Louis line. Drinking the classic childhood juice drinks in a carton, but without using a straw. Hmm. So he's sucking it straight out of the hole. I think so. As a kid in the canteen, not using the straw was the height of coolness. That's it, true. Was as close to being a renegade as you could get when your whole life was regimented. And I think this coolness has continued into burgeoning adulthood. However, when I have done this in front of people at uni, they make a sarcastic comment to the effect of, oh, the cool kid's sitting with us today. That's funny. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, yeah, it is cool if you're 14. Yes, this is an age-dependent Louis line position. But uni, that first year of uni is when you find out to your shock, what things have suddenly stopped being cool. Yes. And no one told you. Yes. Um, and also, it's not, like, if you saw a kid trying to drink a thing without the straw, younger, like at, like, seven, you think that kid's too stupid to know how to, <laughs> not to drink a drink properly. You'd be more worried about it. That kid's an idiot. Yeah. You'd think, you'd be like, no, 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 here's the straw. You wouldn't go, hey. 
Cool kid. Keep rocking. Hey, wear your sunglasses, kid. <laughs> You're cool. Um. Oh my god. In reference to Phil's I fucked a dog story, I have a friend of a friend who was once in a somewhat similar position. <laughs> okay, when when this me, I hope and not the guy. When this girl, let's call her Jackie, rustle in the bedsheets, not as posh as this made up surname implies. When Jackie yep. was fifteen, she woke up in the middle of the night to her small dog licking her grate downstairs. Wow. And in her own words, didn't do anything to stop it. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a lot there. Although I haven't spoken to Jackie in several months, I believe she is mostly doing well. So the sexual experience she had with a dog may not be the only thing to blame for that unfortunate man's unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> Imagine waking up and your well, dog's I doing that and just going, all right, <laughs> just shrugging. <laughs> well, the difference there is between uh, Back giving to bed. and receiving, isn't it? Uh, one, yes. one gave and one received. and. Um, Yes, and also <laughs> she she can say to herself, "I wasn't awake to entice this." Yeah, this isn't on me. I don't have to feel guilty about tricking my dog. Hey, I'm just an observer. I woke up and this was happening, and I, back to bed I went. I'm just a bystander here. God, bold of 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 Jackie, whoever she may be, to unload this story presumably in the first week or first term. You could have to tell anyone. I mean, the, the 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 forest of nicknames that could arise. But the things also, the things that you're suddenly willing to tell people at uni to put yourself on the map. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> at least I'm on the map. Yeah. I may be dog pussy girl, <laughs> but I'm on the map. I might be old Papalingus, but <laughs> at least people know my name. <laughs> Pedigree chum. Nice. What else the roughest there? bird on campus, you know, you can just right. rough. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I think that's all I got, though. Um, something about uh, Battersea dogs, home wrecker. I don't know. Mm. Something there. You could sit with a pen and paper and get a good. Like really good twenty or so of these. Yeah, yeah. Were you so inclined? Were you so inclined? Anyway, that's that's pretty much it. Also, Barnabas says, "P.S. His name's actually Charlie." Oh, but there's already been so many Charlies writing in, and they have. Okay, well, appreciated Barnabas. But so he's picked Barnabas. Thanks, Barnabas. Thanks, Barnabas. Really um, help us out there. That's kind of it, really. Yeah, we've run out of time. Oh, no more time. We're still when barely in December. Gosh, in terms correspondence. of correspondence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, listeners. We'll do our best. We'll get to you. Uh, but have a wonderful week. We'll thank get you, you for j- joining us with your ears. Yes, thank <laughs> you for ear joining us. And have a wonderful time. We'll see you next time. See you um, next time. Uh, we'd say to get in touch, but um, well, do, I mean, I guess do. Yeah. But be pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't don't think that if we don't read it out by one week later, we haven't. You know, we're not gonna. Yeah, it'll just be a year or two. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.